He is the creator and sustainer of all the worlds, whether those worlds are known or unknown to mankind. Does Not Wisdom's Cry and Understanding Put Forth Her Voice. Hello, my name is Charlie. You may know me as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, and I am here again to talk to you about the wonderful world we live in. The wonderful, wonderful divine world that surrounds us and everything inside. This week, we are going to be talking about Jesus Christ. I know what some of you might be thinking right now. Here it is. See, yeah, I always knew it would get around to this eventually, and now here comes all the rules and all the nastiness, and you're going to start hating on people, and I wish I could say I didn't know where you're getting those ideas from, but unfortunately I do. Jesus is love. The Apostle John tells us that Christ is love, and anyone who does not act in love is not acting in Christ. There's a big difference out there between those who actually listen to and follow the teachings of Jesus and those who use the teachings of Jesus for their own wealth, prosperity, and political gain. And so we are here to talk about Jesus Christ, Jesus the Messiah, Jesus the Messiah and Savior. That's a big topic. And we're going to start today with a very simple question. Was Jesus real? And my answer to that is yes. Number one, if you guys want me to do an apologetic series on this and really dig in deep, I can do that. But I'm just going to say a couple things right off the bat just because I feel like they need to get addressed. Number one, if you have heard any of those, Jesus is a myth, you know, that he never existed, somebody made him up in the first century, theories that are going around on the web. And I mean that on the web, because no one in academia gives them any credence, because there is a lot of evidence that a historical man named Jesus came from the town of Nazareth and taught in the first century in Galilee and Jerusalem. We have a lot to go on there. So no credible person, no credible scholar believes that Jesus did not exist. Number two, when you listen to those debates, you need to do a lot of fact-checking, because I spend a lot of time talking with people about this, and I don't want to use that time here, but you will hear such things as, well, Christmas takes place on December 25th because that was the birth of Mithras, and they were just applying that to this fictitious character. The problem is, historically, there is no evidence whatsoever that the followers of Mithros celebrated his birthday on December 25th. There isn't any. No historical evidence. And I'm not saying that December 25th is Jesus' birthday. Jesus probably, if you look at all of the descriptions of his birth, was probably born in September. But that's neither here nor there. 
the a lot of the stories that are told that are supposedly cobbled together to make the Jesus myth, if you actually look into the original sources, those stories don't exist in the original sources. These This is a fabrication. So I don't want to take a lot of time on that because it's bunk. And there's a lot of resources that you can find on that. Number two, if Jesus really existed, did he do the things, did he say the things that are attributed to him? This is where I take a different approach than most people. I do believe Jesus existed. I do believe Jesus was born of a virgin. I do believe he died and on the third day rose again from the dead. But I don't think it's worth quibbling over the historicity of those events. Because whether or not something happened 2,000 years ago, even if I can give you an eschatological, a any kind of philosophical proof, any kind of philosophical or celestial or etheric importance to that event, it doesn't matter to you today. It only matters if it has importance and relevance to you today, right now. And I think it does. I think you can clearly see the evidence of a risen Christ today if you open your heart, if you pray, if you try. The scriptures say, taste and see that the Lord is good. And I really do believe that that is the only method to try this out. Because what we're talking about here is something of great cosmic import. Something of such importance that merely saying well, this happened 2,000 years ago, and so you should believe in it, and so it's very important. It doesn't. It misses the heart of the issue. It misses the very soul of what we're trying to talk about. I believe in the resurrected Christ because in my prayer, in my meditation, and in my heart, I have experienced the power of the risen Christ. And I don't think I'm special for that. I think that the light of God can come into the hearts of us all. All we have to do is ask and sincerely ask. You can sincerely ask in doubt. Doubt is not the opposite of faith. Fear is the opposite of faith. And anybody that thinks that faith comes about to waylay our doubts, well, faith, that's not what faith does. You've completely misunderstood and misconstrued what faith is. Faith is, is what comes up in us to waylay our fear. Doubts may or may not always be with us. Acting in faith is not acting in an absence of evidence. Acting in faith is not acting in the absence of doubt. Acting in faith is acting fearlessly. And that's a very different thing. I am fearless in my faith that Jesus exists because I have had the experiences in prayer. Christ has entered my heart. I've seen my life change. I have seen my life get better. I have felt the consoling power of the Holy Spirit when I pray. And I, again, I'm not special 
These are things that are open to all of us. But when we're talking about faith, we're talking about matters of the heart, matters of the emotions, not matters of the mind. That's a corruption that came in in the 1700s. And so we're talking about two different things. I believe all the stories about Jesus are true. And I think if you were to try, I think you would find them to be true as well. I believe that Jesus is the Messiah. I believe that he is the promised one of God, the son of God who came down, took the form of a man to show us the path into the divine. I believe that he opened the way for us to have communion with God and to understand God in a way that is natural and in a way that is so powerful that it will change our lives together. And I believe that Jesus is Savior. Jesus saves us from our pains. Jesus saves us from our sorrow. Jesus saves us from our fears. Jesus saves us from ourselves. I know in my darkest hours when I cry out in prayer, I beg the Lord to come to my aid. He does. I know this in my own life. I may not always get the answer that I expect, but I always get an answer. And that's where I think a lot of people go wrong. Jesus tells us that the gospel is a very simple thing. In Matthew 4.17, it says, From that time Jesus began to proclaim the gospel, Repent! Which means to change your mind. Turn around. Go the other way. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. That's the gospel. In fact, if you look at any time Jesus preached the gospel, he was very simple. The kingdom has come near. The kingdom is at hand. The kingdom is nigh. These are the words that Jesus uses. He doesn't go off in all these things that you hear today from modern preachers. The kingdom is here. The kingdom is now. And you can be part of the kingdom. This is what Jesus is the Savior from. He takes us from the kingdom of the world to the kingdom of heaven. He ch changes our citizenship into that celestial, that divine, divine, holy, holy place where we can be one with each other and one with God. He takes us to that place where we can see ourselves as we are, as co-creators with the divine in this most blessed and holy world. And that is the gospel. That is the very heart of the gospel. There is nothing in this universe that you can do to make God give up on you. Nothing. That's what Jesus showed. If you look at the, the scriptures themselves, they're very clear that there is nothing, 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 nothing you can do to make God leave you. Nothing. 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 God is in 
all things. We serve the God in whom we live, move, and have our being. If you have not ceased to be, God is with you. The Apostle Peter tells us in 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, seeing that his divine power has granted to us thing, all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his glory and virtue, whereby he has granted to us his precious and exceeding promises that through these we may become partakers in the divine nature, having ex- escaped from the corruption that is in the world by lust. Beautiful. And this is what the gospel is. We are not called because we are good. We are not called because we are better than others. We are called because of his glory. It's like being a moth and seeing a flame. If you are listening to this, you have seen that flicker. You may not realize that you've seen it, but you wouldn't be listening to this if you hadn't seen that flicker, that light that is drawing you in, that divine tabernacle light that calls all to it and says, I am here. I love you. I can make you whole. I can make you complete. I can make you one. This is the power of God. That light, that light that we are speaking of. In the Gospel of John, chapter 1, it tells us, In him was life, and life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. He was the true light that enlightens everyone coming into the world. In that light, we can see the glory of the universe. And that's really what faith in Christ is. That's really what this entire path is all about. I know for me, it was like walking around in a dark room and thinking that the room was just dark. That's just the nature of things. That's how things always have been. That's how things always will be. And once that light was turned on, And I could start seeing things as they are. My life changed. My world changed. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about learning to see that light. We're talking about learning to live in that light because Jesus is that light. He is the anointed son of the father, the king of the kingdom. He is the one who holds the universe together. And remembering that, or learning that for the first time, is the heart of power. This is what Jesus is all about. I've come to give them life, and life more abundantly. That's what Jesus says. I want life. And that's so contrary to the message that we usually hear. We usually hear this message of God hates you. And so you should hate yourself because in the darkness, there is no hope unless a kind judge 
murders an innocent man on your behalf. That's not the gospel. We're going to talk about why Jesus had to die this week. We'll be talking about that on Wednesday. In the discussion, Jesus, high priest. But in short, Jesus died to stand in a breach, to show how two things are true at the same time. On that cross, Jesus stood as God accused of blasphemy, as a king accused of treason for saying that he is a king, as truth accused of being a lie, as life dying. Jesus hung on that cross in the void between two opposites. Any opposites that you can think of are there. This is the Lord of pleasure, and he is there in excruciating pain. None can take my life, Jesus said, but that I lay it down. Jesus was not killed by a Roman nail or by a Roman cross. Jesus chose to go to the cross to show us that there is a better way. There is a better way. In suffering, there is often strength. In times of darkness, there is often light. The fractured apostles came together as a result of his death. And his death did not end there. He rose again on the third day, bringing an end to the bondage of death. I, I don't know what else to say. Meister Eckhart tells us this then is salvation. When we marvel at the beautiful providence of their creator, or when we purchase heavenly goods with our compassion for the works of creation. That's it. That's salvation. That's what we're talking about here. Learning to be compassionate. Learning to marvel at the beauty that is in the world. The beautiful providence of the creator who put this all together. This is what we're talking about. This is the gospel. This is how you follow Jesus, the Messiah and Savior. If you would like to try Jesus, if you would like to see if this path is for you, I'm going to say a little prayer, and I'm going to ask that you say it with me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, and through the power of the Holy Spirit, I recognize that I have turned from the holy way. I have wandered in darkness, but now I feel the warm glow of the light of life shining upon me. Release me from darkness and error, and fill me with your Holy Spirit, our guide to all truth. Turn my eyes towards the light 
so I may walk the path to Zion. Ever bring to my remembrance that you are the one in whom we live, move, and have our being. Take my hand and lead me to the day that Christ Jesus is born in me and through me. Amen. There's no magic in that prayer. This is normally in a show like this where the host tells you that you've now taken your first step. You haven't taken your first step. Your first step was wanting to see the light. You've taken another step. And you have to be careful now. The wolves will circle round and try to take you from the path. The path is simple. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you, and do not do to others what you would not have them do to you. That's it. That is the path. Love God with all your heart, mind, and spirit, and love your neighbor as yourself. Do those things, and you are following the path of God. Do those things, and you are walking in the footsteps of Christ. Do those things, and you will find peace. I know I made it sound easy, and it is a lot of work. You can find resources to help you over at wisdomscry.com, including this podcast. You can also find our collections. You can find our previous collections over there of teachings, including our primer to creation spirituality, which if you've just started listening to us, you should go back and listen to that help you understand what we're about a bit more. You can also find this collection, which is called Who is Jesus? If we've helped you, please share us with your friends and let us know. You can talk to me at Wisdom Cries Out on Twitter. We also have a Facebook page. You can find a link to that. All of that over at wisdomscry.com. I want to thank you guys so much for our reception You know, when I looked at how everything's going, our numbers just shot up last week, and that makes me just thank you for everything. I hope this is helpful to you. Please spread the word. Tomorrow, we will be coming back together to discuss Jesus, word, and wisdom. Also, Jesus on the Via Positiva. So, we'll be back to talk about that tomorrow. Until next time. God bless, and thank you for listening.